everybody. Get a drink and take a seat. You're in the back room. It's your pal Gary Williams here, of course. We're continuing on with our stories from a pandemic series. So today, we're lucky. Oh, God, you're so lucky, people. You're lucky. This is a, a, an impressive young lady who I have known for like 22 years plus, currently living in New York City, with Amelia Frank Vitale. Amelia, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, please. The pleasure's on this side. How are you doing, kiddo? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. New York is a weird place to be during a mm. uh, pandemic. Yeah. So you're in New York City. Uh, what borough? Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, obviously, everybody's seeing the news. Uh, you know, your your mayor's is is you know he's a little upset about things. Uh, we're seeing actually a lot of New York coverage, of course. But we're seeing a lot of Cuomo, a lot of uh, De Blasio and stuff. Um, Anybody not Italian, by the way, running? I mean, you're Italian? Jesus, holy cow. <laughs> Where are my Polacks at? What? Uh, <laughs> um, but no, obviously. No things here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so as of right now, what's a general sense you're getting of the city and things you can and can't do and how you're seeing people react to it? Well, so I, I, I have two roommates. There's, there's three of us. We live in a, an apartment in Brooklyn together and we decided that we were taking this seriously before um, the city really did. So we've been on sort of serious quarantine, social distancing for about 10 days. Okay. Uh, something like that. I am, might be losing a little bit my sense of time, but <laughs> that's about where we are. Yeah, I was telling my um, wife, it's like, there's no time anymore. There's no such thing as time. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the upside of this pandemic is that we're all learning that so many things that we thought were a given were actually social constructs. Oh, that, that's an interesting take, yeah. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> like the concept yeah. of time and uh, space-time <laughs> continuum, yes. And, you know, the universe, yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, or how money works. Or how <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we were a little bit ahead of the curve. Part of that is because I tried to buy hand sanitizer on Amazon like three weeks ago and realized there already wasn't any. Oh, wow. And then thought, oh, my God, this is for real. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's a market trigger right there or a market. You know, yeah. Huh, what's going on with hand sanitizer? Yeah. And I like never have bought hand sanitizer in my life before because I was always sort of the like, no, germs are good for you. We don't want to actually kill our immune system. Kids roll in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. We need to eat more dirt to be more hardy. (laughs) But yeah. Also, I have a bunch of family in Italy. And so they were telling me that, no, 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 take this seriously. Take this very seriously. You have to stay at home. Like that's the only thing you can do to fight the contagion. Those numbers, completely interrupt, those, uh, I'm going to have to go down this track, but those Italian numbers are frightening they're terrifying yeah absolutely they're yeah. terrifying yeah and there's something about italy being quarantined that it, it also it just makes me it makes me so sad like in addition to the fear yeah. because yeah. italians are such a like yeah. it's all about you know you touch each other touching and kissing kiss yeah like that's it's there's something that's like so tragic mm. about a disease that requires people to cut themselves off from their from their neighbors um, in Italy in particular. And in a way, in New York, too, like New York is a weird place because usually you're like very physically close to people, even if you're socially distant. So, right. like, you know, you can be smashed up next to someone on the subway <laughs> yeah. and like never acknowledge the other person's presence. Right. But like New Yorkers are really used to being really physically close to other people. And I, I think this is this is a it's a strange 
um, kind of feeling in the air walking around the streets here where there's, where people are, I, I feel scared of other people in a way that like, I never, I am not a person who is scared of the world. Right. And no, you are not. You are definitely, a, you, 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 <laughs> no. you, you have seen the world. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm usually the person who's like, Oh, that neighborhood's dangerous. And I'm like, let me go talk to the people who live in that neighborhood. Then. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's something that came from growing up in Reading, I yeah. think. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, but it's weird now to walk around in New York and uh, have things be shut down, have things be shuttered, and then also feel fear right. when you have to be close to another human being. What are some of, and they're probably very similar everywhere else, but what are some specific current lockdown policies that New York might have that maybe are different than anywhere else? Yeah, I think I think New York is pretty much where every place that has done some kind of stay at home order, I think it's pretty similar. Um, you know, no gatherings out, no gatherings, basically no social gatherings at all. Right. Um, individual exercise outside is still allowed. Um, but that's really it. Um, it's, it's pretty much a full on quarantine without being a quarantine. Right. Uh, yeah, we're, I, I, we're not supposed to congregate at all. New York, of course, at least um, be having a high density of things like takeout and stuff. So at least there's, you know, mm -hmm. that's some, I guess, pleasure. You go, all right, well, what's it today? Italian, Chinese, Vietnamese. <laughs> what, what are we feeling? So, um, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, we can get everything delivered here. That's true. Although, you know, it's concerning. Everything's concerning. Like, yeah. are you, I want to help local businesses, um, but are you like contributing to somebody else being exposed to the, to the virus, if you're like having them deliver stuff to a whole bunch of people's houses, like right. I'm, I'm really, I, I think New York, New York has done has done some things, but I think there's a lot more to be done. But I'm, I'm really concerned about how people are going to survive this. The people who work in the service sector, like yeah. our city, is so much based on the service sector. Absolutely. But really, the service, whole service and entertainment. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like. All of that is being so hard hit, and I, I don't, I don't know how people are going to, I don't know how people are going to survive it. Honestly, you you talked about um, the uh, concern about people delivering and things, but mm -hmm. at some point, um, while of course people need to be mindful and really need to be, use common sense, there's going to come a tipping point, you know, and I think it might sooner than later when people are going to be like, I. I have to make a living. There's always so much debt relief and forgiveness, landlord forgiveness and things that can go on. Um, you know, and I, I fully believe, I, I don't like certain people who I won't, you know, certain people, it's not a hoax. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but, but also let's, you know, the air isn't poison people too. So let's everybody just take a breath. You know, I mentioned on my Facebook, I'm already seeing, you know, I'm from a, a pretty rural ish area. And so I'm seeing a lot of people that I know already starting with the, um, you know, I'm locked and loaded for when the shit hits the fan, you know, kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And, I'm, and I, I wrote, that, calm down. If, if it comes to the point where you need to rob your dopey neighbor, Kevin, for his toilet paper <laughs> and Cheetos or what a Doritos, it's fucking over anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So but I think I think the the lesson from from Italy and from and from Singapore, right? Who's done? Who's really managed to contain it quite quickly? And South Korea that, too, right? Yeah, and South yeah. Korea exactly. The the more that we can take extreme social distancing measures right away, right. the more that we can contain it and then like get back to normal. That seems that to be the like, yeah. That seems sooner. to be the, the sentiment. It's like a week now will save you a month later, kind of thing. Exactly. 
Yeah. How are you keeping busy? Well, so I am, I'm a graduate student. I'm working on my PhD in anthropology and I, I moved back to the United States from Honduras yeah. last August. And but, but, but I hate to interrupt, uh, uh, Amelia went to uh, Yale because I guess what Harvard wasn't calling. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh, yeah, so so the fact that I even a dope like me even has the pleasure of knowing and talking to someone like this is just I'm over the moon about it. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, continue. <laughs> Thank you, but uh, ugh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Reading. I'm not I'm not anybody fancy. No, I just had the no, extreme fortune to yeah, get into you. Yeah. Um, but um, so I moved back to the United States in, at the end of August last year to um, start working on writing my dissertation. So. I have been preparing for quarantine basically since <laughs> August because mostly my days look exactly the same. I wake up, I get out of bed, get some coffee, and then go to my computer and sit down to write for 12 hours. Or at least that's what I should be doing, but I end up spending a lot more time on Facebook. But, like, really, like, for graduate students... <laughs> Bailey's time to shine. Woo! <laughs> We've been preparing for this for many years. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's it's actually a weird disconnect because outside of my apartment, like the world feels like it's ending, but inside my apartment, it pretty much feels exactly the same as before. Yeah, it it it's like it's like um early on, I don't know if you know Shaun of the Dead, where of course. he's just going about his life and like obviously all these little he's slipping in blood and all these little people in the background, but he's just oblivious to all of it. It's kind of it feels a little bit like that right now, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. funny. So so you have been um. A long time and continuing, and it's in your blood, advocate for uh, South and Central American immigrants. Um, okay. uh, you've done, oh, Jesus, so much work at the border, in country, everything. And uh, I, I assume you're still in touch with some people, of course. And uh, what's the sense you're getting about how this is being uh, dealt with and I guess how, how it's affecting people in South and Central America right now? Um, so I will say that one of the huge uh, differences that this is making in in my graduate student life is that I was supposed to go to Mexico uh, this week, actually, and that's obviously not happening. And I was uh-huh. supposed to go to Central America in April, and that's also not happening. And I was supposed to go back to Mexico in May, and that's also like wow. all of the the research related travel that um, I had coming up is all of that is canceled. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, Central. I mean, Central America is on lockdown. Um, really, in in a sense, more extremely and more quickly than we have been here in the United States. Mm. Um, El Salvador has canceled all, has suspended all flights from uh, other countries. Basically, nobody who's not Salvadoran can enter the country at this point. And Honduras, which is the country where I was doing work for the last couple of years, Honduras is currently ruled by a a totally illegitimate president who has stayed in power through a very clearly fraudulent election. Um, his brother is actually convicted of being a major drug trafficker in the United States. Like, yeah, real, real fun, fun people there. Um, uh, he parted, he partly paid for his reelection campaign by ransacking the, what little public health, um, infrastructure there was. And so, the public health system was already abysmal, but now it like there's like not aspirin. Wow. Um, yeah, I think the country I, I saw something that said the country had like nine respirators. It's a country of nine million people. Um, wow. Yeah, so they have had a bunch of confirmed cases, and the government is dealing with that by ordering everybody on lockdown, but also by like restricting the freedom of the press. 
um, restricting civil liberties. Like the government is using the the virus to basically go full scale dictatorship, mm-hmm. uh, which is concerning yeah. uh, for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so Honduras again is the country that I know the best, and like there's um, almost seventy percent of the population lives in in poverty there. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like not being able to work for a week is, is really people will starve to death. Like it's not, not an option. (laughs) It's not, it's not an option. And I'm, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, like Mm. people don't have, people don't have refrigerators or running water. So washing their hands isn't really an option. Storing food isn't really an option. And people don't have the kinds of any kinds of savings so, to be able so, to like stockpile food. So they need that daily interaction and, and you know, going to work or, or going to the sources. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, we'll have that's to go just, out and sell stuff every day. That's to terrifying. Wow. It's really terrifying. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one of the things that's happened in Honduras is like, so the government has made exceptions for, there's a lot of like U S and Canadian owned textile companies mm. in Honduras. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called maquilas, but they're like, you know, sweatshops. Mm-hmm, and yeah. the the government has um, accepted them from the lockdown so they can still make cheap T-shirts and stuff like that. Oh, well, sure. Uh, I mean, we can't, in this time of crisis, we can't not have our Who Forded T-shirts coming to America, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, major concentrations of people being stuck in a in a factory for 12-hour shifts. With horrible ventilation. Sure. Right. What, what could go wrong there, yeah. right? God. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Honduras is a mess. Yeah, yeah. Mexico has taken a very strange approach, which is to basically kind of say, like, we're too tough to get the virus. I don't don't understand what um, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador is doing. That's the the president of Mexico. He's finally um, starting to implement some measures, but, like, for weeks, people were being flown back to Mexico. People were coming back from Europe and no testing, no wow. no quarantine, nothing. Uh, so the number of cases in Mexico is going to jump astronomically. They had they had a major music festival in Mexico City. Mexico City is a city of 22 million people. Wow. Like, and they had this major yearly music festival that's like... I don't know music festivals in the United States. <laughs> no, like, Coachella. Yeah, like Coachella, but like all crammed into the center of a city. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's going to go really well. You know what? You were saying about uh, sort of feeling impervious or whatever that you said. Yeah. Last, I mean, I I have no medical background in case uh, anybody, you know, didn't pick up that I'm a dope, but machismo is not a, uh, (laughs) it's it's not not a recommended uh, medical precaution to fight off a virus. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, which, 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 by the way, Plenty of that going on around here too. So let's be clear about that. You know, oh, obviously we're seeing the yeah, beaches yeah. and then the like the dopey. Sorry, but the dopey spring break. Hey, bro, whatever, bro. I'm cool. If I get it, I get it. But I'm gonna party down. Now, if excuse me, I have to go drink some beer out of this dude's butt. It's like, well, okay, that will probably be fun then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. No, no, no I feel the same way walking around. Not this weekend, but last weekend in in Brooklyn, people were out. You know, having brunch. Right. Like. Why? How much do you need brunch? Really? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Was there champagne with the brunch? Because that's a game changer for me. So don't make your own French toast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good fucking point. Holy shit! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, 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 Thank you, Melis has been awesome. We're gonna wrap this up soon. Um, 
before we end this, though, I've been asking everybody this. Um, is there anything, but what's, what's something you want people to know, something you've noticed, an observation? I think, I just want every, uh, really, I think everyone needs to be kind to themselves right now. Oh, I but, like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I think we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be productive, to be creative, to be educating our children, to be, you know, getting fit while we're staying inside or whatever. Or also like freaking out at our at our roommates or our partners or our family or whatever. And I think we all need to be just like really let up on the pressure on ourselves right. and just get through every day as best we can. But stay the fuck inside. <laughs> I've been getting uh, I've done a bunch of these interviews now. And overall, the, the, the sentiment seems to be about, you know, we can all get along. But I, I like your take. It's like take a time. Take a moment for your fucking self. Damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give, you're right. Give yourself a break. Don't too much pressure on. Um, but yeah, stay the fucking side. My, my wife and I are having daily knife fights. So, you know, (laughs) she's up three to one. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm going to get her back. So (laughs) Mally, thank you so much. Um, I always love your, your spirit and your take on things. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You betcha. All right, everybody. This continues our stories from a pandemic series. Check us out. Backroomnetwork.com. Love each other, be good to each other, and stay the fuck inside. So uh, (laughs) thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time in the back room. (laughs) 